Welcome back to a very special episode of the Listen In Podcast. Jake and I will be counting down our favorite albums of 2018 so far and talking a little bit about the year in music in general. Uh, Stick around for the after show for some... Uh, how would you describe the talk that we had in the after show, Jake? Uh, general fear and angst about the current uh, political climate. Yeah, that's going just on. the world in general. Yeah, the world so in stick general. around if you're interested in, in that for some uh, complaining, bitching, terrified uh, discussion. Yeah. Um, but, Jake, I wanted to ask you, so we're midway through 2018, which yeah. feels like not possible. It's crazy, man. I mean, we like what the fuck? We're doing this episode, I think, a little later than we usually do. Yeah, um, and we are truly like just about halfway through. Mm-hmm. The beginning of July is the halfway point, and we're like, yeah, we're, it, it, we're it's, it's less than a week away. Less than a week away. Um, and yeah, man. It, for, so as a year in music, and I think as a year for the podcast, I, I I wanted to say a little bit like how I feel like the pod has changed this year a little mm-hmm. bit. Not in bad ways. I feel as though. For you and me, we've been through these first six months less in perfect lockstep yeah. in a healthy way. I agree. It might not seem like that on an episode because we pick episode, we pick usually albums to talk about that we've listened to together. But I think you're going to find listeners. And again, I haven't seen Sean's list. I don't I think yeah. he's seen mine. No, nope, I haven't. But I, I get the sense they're going to be pretty different. I think year. so too. And, and so... Yeah, I want to comment on kind of my year in music, and then we yeah. can discuss it like more in general. I have been less concerned with like I gotta listen to everything, less concerned with I need to do do my due diligence and go back and check out all these old classic albums I've never gotten into. I'm letting the game come to me. I'm letting. I'm just kind of like, what do I feel like listening to today? If it's like, oh, I don't really feel like listening to music. I'd rather listen to a podcast. I've had days where I just like don't really listen to anything. And in the past, that never, ever happened. Like, I've been looking at my last FM stats and, like, my scrobbles or whatever at where they're at in this point of the year is way less than it was at this point last year. So I've kind of taken a more relaxed approach to music. And I think that's been reflected on the podcast where we kind of just want to talk about the things we're actually excited about. And I agree. I think it is a much more healthy way of doing things. It's felt a lot less this year. Like we feel compelled to like check every box yeah. and make sure we cover every single thing. Like I think we both listened to the Carters. I didn't. We haven't talked about it on the podcast. I don't no. think we'll say very much. No. Like there's albums that have come and gone that have gotten pressed that I think in the past we have rushed to have a take on right. or something. And I mean we've done less and less over the past couple of years of like. The big breakdown episode, right? The big track by track right. breakdown pod about an uh, 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 um, about a new album, and yeah, I mean for me it's been, you know, I think, I it's it, this feels more like my comfort area with yeah. music listening. It's like I mean if you really think about how much we listen to, it's still a lot. We still listen to a lot, but it's like it, it's more of a like a reasonable amount, I'd say. Like we, I've still listened already to like sixty albums. Yeah, I'm so, up in the sixties too. Yeah, and and. Um, I think that, you know, f- for me, it's been, a, I think, you know what, for both of us, I, I think in family and in work, it's been a crazy it's year. It's been a I wild, think we can wild year. Both acknowledge yeah. Yeah. a lot of weird, different shit has yes. happened. Life feels very different now than it did 
a year ago. In January. Or even, even in January. Like if, yeah. even if it was just as a reflection Very of much so. how far we've come, how different things yeah. are since since January. Right. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's different. Like we've both gone through a lot and I think I don't know, man. Like I think part of it is you get a little older and, and obsessions. Mm. Like we, they they kind of wane a little bit, right? Which is not I to agree. say that we don't have the interest anymore because it's clearly still there, right? But like they're it's different. It's different. It's and there's different. Been, there's been a couple times this year where like frankly life's gotten in the way a little bit. It has. We, it has. We've and missed that, episodes yeah. here and there. Yeah. Not a ton. No, but you know it happens. And again, I do think it's a healthier way to go about it. Now, the other piece of this jig that I want to bring up is 2018 in general. What has been your thought on like the quality of the year so far? My take, and I've said this for months now, is weaker album year. We, we, we've had conversations where it's like, ah, it doesn't feel like there's any like standout classics or like there's not like a, a big, you know, cream of the crop, like right up at the top. It feels more of just like a lot of like pretty good to very good albums with like maybe one or two like great great ones in there maybe like almost not even yeah um i have felt like it's been more of a tracks year like i find myself listening to individual songs more than i ever have before yeah less albums more just like picking and choosing songs my experience has been that i think as an album's year i, I agree overall it, it however i will say that many of these albums have snuck up on me some yeah. where like I, I look at the list I have now and looking at the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like I don't know about great or all timers, but sure. I do think a lot of them are gonna be albums where I look back and I'm like, well shit, like those are all really fucking good. I yeah. really enjoyed a lot of those and like more than I even thought at the time. So yeah, I think that is accurate. But I think the other thing that's gonna happen is twenty eighteen, we're gonna look back on the on the year of there was a lot of kind of music gatekeepers or or stars like Kanye or you know the Carters like you mentioned that came out this year and I don't think anyone's going to be like oh that was their best album even even uh like Father John Misty or Arctic Monkeys which I think are going to rank pretty highly on both of our lists that yep. might be the biggest consensus neither rank for me I think people will still look back and be like, well, yeah, those were good, but maybe not like their peak peak. Yeah, they're not their best albums. They're not. And I think that that's frankly, even for me, it's been reflected in, I had like really, really hot periods with those where I was listening, listening, listening. Same. And it's it's faded a little bit. Me too. Like I haven't listened me to too. Tranquility Bass in a few weeks. I haven't either. Um, I listened to God's Favorite Customer just once last week. Same. And um, uh, maybe twice, but either way, I really, really like those records but I can see what you mean from that perspective where it's like, yeah, the, the people like, Ye's not Kanye's best album no. by any stretch. I mean, you, we, we do have a lot of entrants in the, the this year's lists that would probably be surprises last year. Like, I mean, like someone like Sidney Gish, who is, yeah. I, I'm not going to say where, but she made my list somewhere. Right. Someone who probably, in years past, we, we, she was, she's like a rookie this year. Right. You know, she's, she's yep. making sort of the jump. Or like yep. people I had never heard of before. Who are making my list or are becoming honorable mentions? Yeah, like like Amon Dunes is probably one. Yeah. Or like Soccer Mommy. Yeah. Or Vundabar. Tierra Wack. You know? Or yeah. Or or um or yep. even more more who who just came out with that EP, the Heaven's Only Wishful EP, which yep. I didn't rank, but I have it as like will pro I have it as an honorable mention, like probably will rank by years ahead. Yeah. Type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, you're right. In that respect, it's been strange. And if if you showed me 
the top 15 that I have at this point in the year, it, it would definitely surprise me. Like, in a, a pretty massive way. Oh, yeah, same. Same. Oh, me too. Very much. Especially knowing some of the albums we were supposed to be getting this year. Yeah. From, bit like, um, like, we knew there was a new Titus Andronicus coming, and... I have that like just outside my top 25. I really like that album, but yeah. it's like a lesser release and we didn't necessarily know that, you know, before. So no. there's certain ones like that where it's like, okay, or like even that Hopalong record. Like, you know, that that's not in my top 15. It's, it is in my top 25, but it's like, I don't really go and listen to that very much. And the, I, I was expecting that to be maybe a little bit better than it was. The Hopalong album, my relationship with that is that I think it's very good, but I don't, ever listened to it or Courtney Barnett's another yeah one, like, Hop- it's like that's good too but Hop- Hopalong wasn't a major consideration for right. ranking for me right it, it's not even I didn't even really listen to my honorable mentions because to be honest like as I listened to it enough to know it mm-hmm. I haven't got back to it a lot right I haven't had the interest and there's a lot of albums like that where um you know, it sort of took me by surprise in how much I haven't really felt like going same. back to them same um I do think that it will, for all its sort of flaws and, and warts and all that, it'll be an interesting year to look back at in music. I, I completely agree. Because to look at, you know, where Arctic Monkeys went with their stuff, to look at the storylines, the through line of the Kanye West thing, mm-hmm. the little, you know, the five straight albums, five straight weeks he was involved right. in in some way. Right. Um, you know, the Carters, whether it's your thing or it's not, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's a cool kind of, cultural thing to yeah, get really look and at. it is probably a little bit more interesting when you pair it up with Lemonade and then 444 and kind of looking at it as a complete, you know, thing rather than an yeah. individual release. And like, frankly, I listened to it for the first time last week. I actually liked it's it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I actually liked it. I was it's fine. It's fine. Jake, it's fine. <laughs> Take the pen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that... And, like, there's weird little things, like MGMT having, like, a decent little album yeah, this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, like, I didn't expect that. So, yeah, it, it's it's been an interesting start to 2018. Um, we'll see what comes with the second half of the year. I think we might get Vampire Weekend. Right. Um, who else might we get? I'm trying to think if there's... Uh, we're getting New Drake. New Drake? Yeah, that's this week, actually. Oh, shit, I forgot um... about that. Yeah, potentially Vampire Week. I think there's some other heavy hitters that are potentially... Oh, new Mitski in August. And oh. that new Foxing record. Those are going to be two yeah. good ones, I think. That Foxing song is awesome. It's that so new single. good. Slapstick, yeah. That's yeah. really fucking good. I gotta listen more to the to the new Mitski. Um, I've liked both the singles a yeah. lot. They're really good. They both got Best New Track as well. Nice. I am um, excited for that. Yeah. But yeah, you want to dive in, Jake? Maybe we can just kind of count down our our top fifteen here and yeah. uh, just go back and forth. So, um, you want to start? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, so, there were a number of albums I considered for the fifteen slot, um, and this might be a bit of a surprise because I don't think anyone, even I, would call this like a great or by any stretch yeah. perfect album. But what I have at fifteen is MGMT. Oh, nice. Little yeah. Dark Age. Yep. Um, I just had. A lot of fun with this album. I think there's a lot of really cool songs on it. James, me, and Michael. Yep. She works out too much. Like I, re- like I haven't even listened to it in a while. But I just right. when I was listening to it, I had a lot of fun with it, and I had a lot of fun just knowing I was listening to an MGMT album yep. I liked. I know what you mean. like that made me really happy. Yes, just because I always liked those guys, and I had never really grabbed on anything since Congratulations. Right, and so the fact that they were doing something that 
I could acknowledge was you know, maybe not perfect, but it's but, good. I would I had a lot of fun with that album too. It ranked a little bit lower yeah. for me. I had it around like twenty, okay, twenty one, yep. around there. So I, I'm with you on that. I think that's a good one. My number fifteen, Jake, is Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. Very nice. Uh, I know this is one that ranks way higher for you. It's probably in like your top three yeah. somewhere. You'll which, be you'll which be hearing we'll more. From, you'll hear more um, from Casey. So yeah, later. we can we can talk about that. Yeah, um, number fourteen. I have Jeff Rosenstock, Post. Mm, nice. Um, this is an album that came out in what feels like a different time because it came out January 2nd. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of feels like a 2017 album in a yep. lot of ways, even though it is entirely a 2018 album. Um, I, I almost left this off, and, and to be honest with you, I considered including albums like Against All Logics, yeah. 2012 to 2017, or uh Smell Smoke. Yep. In this fourteen fifteen area, but what I realized is, I was giving short shrift to Jeff Rosenstock because yeah. when I look at the track list, even though I haven't listened in a while, and it came out now almost six months ago, that track list is fire from start to finish. It's a great album, and I went through the same thought process. I was like, "Ooh, I haven't listened to this in a while. Like, how am I feeling about it?" And I actually ended up having it at number twelve. Okay, um, so kind of in that same thought process as you. Uh, my number 14 was Beach House 7. Ah, okay. So, what to say about this? I had, I had a, 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 another conversation uh, at, at that party we, we had mentioned before um, where I was talking about this new Beach House and I was saying, you can't deny that it's really good, but if I want that sound, I'm going to listen to Devotion, Teen Dream, or Bloom. I'm not necessarily going to be seeking out seven. There's some great tracks on here. Lemon Glow's excellent. Um, Girl of the Year, things like that. Like, there's some really good songs on here, but I just, you know, that Beach House sound. It's consistently good. Yep. I'm a little. I'm a little tired. It's not what I want necessarily right now. If you're getting into Beach House for the first time and you check this album out, you'll probably love it and be like, "Yeah, this is my favorite Beach House record." But I just I go for the nostalgia of some of the past ones. Yeah, I think the story with them is they're it's almost too consistent. This one didn't ultimately rank for me. I think it would probably be around twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, don't dislike it in any way. It's just like again with them. I don't know, man. It doesn't move me that greatly. I hear you. And we I mean we talked about it a million times before. Um, at thirteen, I have Grouper, Grid of Points. Nice, yeah. Um. A featured in Handmaid's Tale, oh, a few cool. of the songs. Yeah, I still need to watch yeah. Handmaid's Tale. Oh, it's a tough hang, but I, really good. <laughs> it is a tough hang. This grouper uh, album, short, sweet, um, a, a nice little ambient, experimental, vocal, sort of breathy album, um, with some parts that remind me of vocals in some pot spots of like really early Fleet Foxes a little mm. bit, like with a really echoey production. Um, but most of all, I, I just sort of enjoy the general vibe of this album. It's been a really good, I don't know, man, like we've talked a lot about how crazy 2018 was. Sometimes yeah. I just didn't want to be crazy. Yeah. I just wanted just something that would like out. mellow yeah. me out. So it's interesting. I was really excited for this album and I think it came out in the same week as a bunch of other stuff or around the same time of a lot of other things. And I just never got around to really getting in a groove for it. It didn't end up ranking for me, even yep. though I'm like, oh, that album's great. That's one I'm going to put on my list to be like, go back and like spend more time with that. Because I did really like it, it every time I listened. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. And it's short. Yes, yes, it is. What are we up to, 13? 
Uh, your 13. My 13. Uh, I had Spirit Night, uh, Shame. Oh. So this is an album. This is from the guitarist of World's a Beautiful Place. Um, and this actually, I think, was originally released back in 2014, 2015, maybe somewhere around there. And uh, he re-released it, kind of re-recorded some things. It's really, really good. It's just kind of a straight-up rock record. A little bit of singer-songwriter stuff going on there. But right in the vein of kind of that pop-punky, um, but also like a little bit of emo, singer-songwriter vibe. So I've really, I, I've enjoyed that album. It has some really, really good tracks on it. Uh, so that was my number 13. I uh, have, it's just one of those albums like kind of like Grouper for you where I mean I think you've listened to Grouper more than I've listened to that but that has completely slipped into oh, tracks yeah. it yeah. is something that I've been meaning to get back to ranked at number 12 for me I have Clean by Soccer Mommy mm, nice um, a good little sort of singer songwritery sort of confessional mm-hmm. tinges of emo sort of uh, a little bit acoustic here and there um, some cool warp sort of sounds yep. going on uh, warbly lo-fi production album uh, that I ended up liking despite hating uh, this moniker Sucker yeah Mommy. yeah we talked a lot about that we I, I went off on a tangent about my disdain for all of the mommy daddy knit band names out there they're don't just, like it they're just as words things that make me uncomfortable Mom, that- mommy jammies Daddy jammies. Dude, I, I... I don't like that. I, I'm I sure like the that. listeners just heard me almost gag. Yes, I, but they did too. Uh, so we already went over my 12, which was Post by Jeff Rosenstock. So right back to you, Jake. So at number 11, I have Ice Age with Beyondless. Nice. Um, I, it's cool this ranks this high. Yeah, I like that. I, I ended up really liking this album a lot, and... I don't know, man. Maybe just the story of this year is it's like I have really hot spells with albums for two, yeah. three weeks and then don't go back to them a ton. I haven't listened right. to this in a little while. Um, this is a solid, solid track list. I've heard some music critics who I respect criticize it for being sort of devoid of original ideas or good songs. I don't agree that that's the case. I think right. Painkiller is a good song. I think um, uh, Catch It is a good song. Catch it, yeah, catch I think there's a lot of really good tracks on here. Some cool production, cool vocal stuff. Yeah, Parts that remind me a little bit of like the clash in turns part that remind me of like noise rock. Mm. Um, I like this Ice Age record. It's a, a little lower ranked than I would have guessed when I first got into it. But I, I like it. I I like it too. This one was around like number twenty five for me. Okay. Uh, and the knock on it was I liked it a lot that first week, and I just never went back to it. Yeah, that's um, fair. And that's that's, totally that's been fair. the story with with Ice. Not to say it's not good, but it's it, yeah, they didn't rank in my top fifteen for that reason. Uh, my number eleven, Jake, is uh, Kid See Ghosts. Kanye and Kid Cudi. Um, I think this is one of the stronger pieces of music that Kanye put out. I think it's much better than Ye. I didn't even consider ranking Ye in my top 25. <laughs> Your vitriol for Ye is great. It's and, bad. And has has made me listen to it less than I would have. <laughs> like, I, I like it more than I listen to it. Yeah, I... I do. Even, so- honestly, at this point, even songs like... Um, Fuck. What's like the good... Ghost Town. Ghost Town. Even Ghost Town has been like soiled for me a bit because I know it's surrounded by trash. Yeah. Uh, the trash smell gets on Ghost Town a little bit. I don't know, man. I still feel like there's some solid songs on there. But we're, we're talking Kid See Ghost. I had this yeah. on my list as well. I had Kid See Ghost at six on my mm. list. Um, and I really, really like this album. It's It's... My personal favorite of the three that came out. Okay. Um, between Pusha, Kanye, and the Kanye Cuddy collaboration. 
Um, I just think it's it's really really interesting. The sort of psychedelic twists are really cool. Yeah, I like the weird sort of off the wall whacked out vocal stuff that me Kanye too. is doing. This it just works for me. It's just something yeah. I really like going back. And, to. and that's why it, it ranked there for me. So yeah, that's a my number eleven. Number ten, I got Tierra Whack with Whack. Yeah, um, I have just loved listening to this yes. album over and over and over. And again, fifteen songs, fifteen minutes. The knock on it is that a lot of them don't develop right. because they, but it's like 15 minutes of these sort of like perfect little hooks and little musical mm-hmm. ideas. Um, I've had a shit ton of fun with this album. I think it, it's like funny, mm-hmm. catchy, um, sad in spots. Uh, I, yes. I really like this album. I also had that at number 10, Jake. Really? And, I, and I'm going to say I, it's tied for number 10 with me because oh. when I first made this list of like nominees, I had not gotten super into that album yet or had just somehow missed putting it into my list. Oh, you so made this a while ago. I, I had like a list going like for a couple weeks now. Oh, very nice. And um, I hadn't put Tierra Whack on there yet. But looking through my list now, that's about it. About where it would fall is tied for number 10. Okay. Uh, my other number 10, though, is Vundabar, Smell Smoke. Okay. Um, I just gave this a re-listen the other day. I forgot how good it is. It is really so good. So consistent. A lot of catchy hooks on here. Uh, this is just. This has been a year of just like really solid alternative rock albums. I think like none of them are amazing. Like you had mentioned, Soccer Mommy, Vundabar, even that Spirit Night one, Jeff Rosenstock. There's a lot of like the that kind of alternative rock album that's really good, but doesn't quite get up there to great. Um, this one is just like an eight out of ten. Like great rock record. You can put it on. The stakes aren't super high, but you're going to enjoy it. So that one is tied at number 10 with T.R. Whack for me. And they're trying stuff from, it feels like, a bunch of different avenues. Of, yeah, of exactly. Sort of the alt-rock scenes. Right. I really appreciated that Vunderbar album. Like I said, I considered it for around the 15 spot. Yeah. It just barely missed the cut. It's nice. an honorable mention for me. Yes. Uh, number nine, I believe. Number nine. Number nine. For me is Car Seat Headrest, Twin Fantasy. Nice. Very um, nice. This is one where... Its length was daunting throughout the year for me. I had a good little run with it. And every time I listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot how Mm -hmm. awesome this is all the way through. And I knew that before we did this ranking, I had to give it one more listen. So I listened last week when I was at work. I had a nice solid chunk of time with it. And it's fantastic. It's really, really good. You're going to be seeing that one from me in a little bit. And I'll give some thoughts then. Uh, My number nine here, Jake... A surprise at number nine, Lord Huron, Vide Noir. I had an amazing run with this album when it came out, where it was like all I wanted to listen to. I did not expect for that to happen. I still go back to a handful of songs from this. I think the one knock is like, it's probably a little too long. There's probably a little bit of filler on there. But there's some, um, the first like five tracks on there are so good. It's like as good of a five track run as any album that has come out this year. That's really interesting, man. I I, I sort of forgot about this album. Yeah. Not in a way of... It, I don't even say that in a way that's like... A, like right, no, oh, yeah. negative. No, I hear you, yeah. Because I liked it too. It just is, again, it's one of those ones that slipped through yep, for me a absolutely. little bit. It is really good. Absolutely. Um, other thoughts on that? or No, on? that's it, yeah. Go okay. ahead, number seven for you. Number eight, actually. Or oh, number eight, yep, sorry. Uh, number eight... I have a feeling we'll be seeing this later on your list, too. I have uh, Sidney Gish with No Dogs Allowed. Mm. Coming in at number eight. Uh, super quirky, sort of almost Frankie Cosmos, but better at playing guitar. 
type of songwriter yeah uh with a sort of an interesting perspective on youth and being sort of like an outsider yeah uh i really first listen didn't love it and then second third fourth fifth right. just like totally did a heel turn yes this was the soundtrack of like my january yeah. into february i had a long run with this album it's actually one of my most listened to of the year yeah um because it came out in that time where like nothing else was really coming out and it just it really it really got me i haven't listened in a while yeah i will say um i think i got i think i made myself a little sick of it yeah, oh yeah. um it does rank at number four for me for okay. the year so that's though, really still. fucking so, high yeah i still have it at number four it, it is, is it is incredibly high it is an album that that could be easily you could be made sick of Oh yeah, because it's so yeah. kind of quirky and yes. so like bouncy in these you really, weird ways. You kind of have to be in the mood. Those super clean guitar tones. Yeah. It's like a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I just I yeah. can't do it. Like right Like those now. songs pop up in my best tracks of the year playlist, yeah. and I'm like, skip. I'm like, I can't do these anymore. Yeah, really. Like a, yeah. yeah, I'm not. In a place uh, but it's still, I still think that album's great. And I haven't had an experience with many other albums like that this year. So for that reason, it ranks at number four for me. Uh, my number eight, Jake, is Soccer Mommy with Clean, which oh, wow. I think is like. Not as good as Sidney Gish and not as good as Frankie Cosmos, but within that same realm. I think Snail Mail is another one that is not as good as Soccer Mommy or any of those albums. That's like the hierarchy yeah. of those types of albums this okay. year for me. So I had Soccer Mommy at number eight. Um, number seven, Daytona, King Push. Um, I really, really like this Pusha T album. Gave it another listen today. It's so solid all the way through. Um literally all killer no filler like seven yeah. tracks yep he, he's got like just the verses on this album are great i love i don't know something about Pusha t's flow makes is just like comfortable to me yeah he's not oh, trying yeah. to kill you with speed he's not trying to kill you with it just it sounds nice and there's a lot technique. of lyrics that just get like stuck in your head you're like yeah. i want to hear him say that yeah yeah um and it's you know santeria uh, if you know, you know the games we play. Hard piano, just mm -hmm. like literally the whole track list. I really mm -hmm. like. So that's my number seven. You are gonna see that a little bit later from me. My okay. number seven, Jake, is Amen Dunes with mm. Freedom. This has what I believe would be my song of the year right now, which is Believe. Believe. I love that track. Um, you will be seeing that later from me. Okay. All right. We will talk about it then. Um, number six. Uh, we already talked about this one. It's Kids See Ghosts. Kids See Ghosts, okay. And I referenced that uh, it was number six at that time. Yes, so we you can did. move on. My number six is Frankie Cosmos, mm. Vessel. So I think that this album is almost just as good as Next Thing, uh, which really got me into her. Yeah. And I think... This one, again, took me kind of a long time to really get into. But once you do with Frankie Cosmos, you're kind of sold. I had probably like a two or three week run with this, which is like a long time for an album this year. Because like we've talked about, it's been the year of like quick little bursts. But yeah. this one maintained for a bit. And a lot of those tracks I end up going back to kind of individually and still really enjoying. I think I like Next Thing significantly more, okay. which I feel sort of like upset about a little mm. guilty about even this this would have ranked probably in the top 20 for me okay. high teens yep. 18 19 area um number five to the top five i have uh i'm in dunes with freedom very nice i love this record yeah it's fantastic and it's it's one that was a slower burn for yeah. me than it was for you i think yep. took me a little more time 
the more I gave it those sustained listens, the more those songs like popped. Even ones like more minimal, like Calling Paul the Suffering and like yeah. some of those later track songs, like the, the grooves this guy gets into on these songs are incredible and have this like mixture of like classic rock and sort of a modern feel. And kind of a war on drugs feel. A yeah, bit. yeah, in a vocal style that you don't hear very much oh, with yeah. this sort of like wavery, yep. very throaty vocal style. I... Uh, this Evan Dudent album is um, is really really good, and, and I think it ranks higher than I thought it would. For you me. know what's weird? I have so I had that at seven. Like I said, I could see this like leapfrogging some other albums I have ahead of it right now. By the time the year is over, if that makes sense, this one feels like it has more re-listenability than some of these other ones. Like more than like I have Sidney Gish up there at like four. Yeah. But I think this one might actually it could leapfrog that by the end of the year. Well, I gotta say it's a surprise to me in some ways that it's ranked higher for me than it is for you because I think you listened more than I did to Eminem. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Well, mostly it's because I hadn't listened in a bit. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna put it at seven. But uh, my number five, uh, car seat headrest, twin fantasy. Very nice. So again, yeah, nice. you mentioned the length was daunting for you. It was also daunting for me. Luckily. I had just big chunks of time where I could throw this on and get past how long it actually is. And I got to the point where it didn't even feel that long anymore yeah. and uh, had a great, great stretch with this. It's actually another one of my most listened to of the year. It, again, um, it's, it's fantastic. It's an amazing Sober album. to Death is so good. one of my favorite songs of the year. Uh, I love it. it. It's a fantastic album. So Bodies is great. Yeah. Nervous Young yeah. and Humans is great. Like... I. It's, it's an incredible album. And it's like the it's way, a subtle album in a way. Even is, though it's this big rock record, it's it's the songwriting is really subtle. And the way he weaves back in motifs from really yep. like the stop smoking, we love you yep. thing. He brings that back. Like Will Toledo's on another level, yeah, man. He He's a great songwriter and a really interesting talent. Yep. Uh, number four, Al, uh, nope. Freudian slip. Almost Ooh. at Alex Turner, Ooh. who's at the helm of Arctic Monkeys. Yes. Who released Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino this year? So that comes in at number four for me. I think we'll be seeing it. You, you later will, for you. you will be seeing that. So I'll save so, my thoughts until we talk. Sure. About it. And my number four was Sydney Gish, No Dogs Allowed. So back to you for your number three, Jake. Number three, Parquet Courts. Whoa! Wide Damn. I really, really fucking like this album. Yeah. A lot, and I it only hit me. When I was scouring Last FM recently, after another yet another week of solid listens to this record, yeah. three in a week, and I looked at Last it's, FM, it's up in my top albums of yeah. the year, like up there with Arctic Monkeys, up there with Father John, above Father John. Yeah, I saw you listening to it a ton. Like every time I looked at Spotify, I felt like you were listening to Parquet Courts. It's they like again. Th I totally, totally understand Parquet Courts not being people's cup of tea. And in, in a mood where I'm not in, in in the place where I want it to be, in right. the, you know, like where it's not what I want to listen to, I get that. Yeah. Um, this album is really cool and like has all kinds of influences coming together. Like there's some world influences. There's mm -hmm. it, it's very punk. There's some awesome guitar riffs on here. There's some really cool, nice melodic moments like Back to Earth and Mardi Gras beads and songs mm -hmm. like that. Um, and and there's nice like sort of like tender not no pun intended sort of like almost classic rock sounding moments like the song tenderness uh the song freebird 2 it's one where I, like i just kept wanting to go back to it to my own surprise right, right because my experience always with parquet courts even human performance which i really liked 
was like, yeah, I have to kind of make myself go back to it. Yeah. Even yeah, though exactly. I know it's good, I have to force myself. Yeah. Wasn't the case with this, and I just kept wanting to listen. Yes. That, um, that, I, I love to hear that, actually, um, because, you know, we've never really had a Parquet Courts album or an album like that yeah. rank this highly, so I'm, I am glad to hear it. And I'm going to go and check that out, because I listened to Ultimate Football. Um, I did like that song. Yeah. I'm gonna if it ranks this high, I trust your taste. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it some listens. And again, like it's possible it's an area we just divert. It could be. You it could, could be. It might just not do it for you. Could but. be. Uh my number three, Jake, Father John Misty, God's mm. favorite customer, okay. coming in at number three for me. So Josh Tillman does it again. Yeah. It's an appropriate time, uh, Sean, to talk about that album because it's my number two. It's your number two. So Perfect. it would have been yeah. next on my okay. list anyway. Perfect. Yeah. So you know, we did the podcast about this. I mean, we talked at length, as we always do, about Father John Misty. If he puts out an, al- out an album, you can pretty much guarantee it's like going to be a top five album of the year for us. Yeah. He's done it again. Incredibly consistent. I have not listened as much to God's Favorite Customer as I did Pure Comedy. I think the reason for that is God's Favorite Customer, just there's not as much to it as Pure Comedy. There's less to unpack. I feel like I understand and know what God's favorite customer is going for, and I love it for what yeah. it's doing. I I don't think... I think Pure Comedy and um, I Love You, Honey Bear are better achievements yeah. as albums. I still love this, though. I love it, too, and I totally agree. I think that upon like further inspection and sort of reflection on what this album is and how it falls together, and once you get past sort of the honeymoon phase with it, yeah. you can view it a little more critically... Um, there are some slighter moments. There are. And there's yeah. some moments where because it's him singing and because the way he produces things and orchestrates things and writes lyrics that even his worst lyrics are interesting. Right. If you like him, it's all going to sound yeah. good. You're yeah. going to enjoy the whole yeah. thing. Um, but ultimately, like, yeah, it is. It's a. I don't think it's as big an accomplishment as those albums either. No, it's no, not. no. But it's still an excellent... Um, piece of his canon yeah, it's, and it, I, th- I feel like an album that needed to come out after pure comedy yeah. we couldn't have pure comedy part two and like there it, it, he's doing really funny interesting things again on this mm-hmm. album like i mean pure comedy is funny in a dark way right but like the, the you know there's there's tracks like we've talked before about like date night yeah on this album which right and even mr tillman right which are two like they're basically they border on comedy rock. Exactly. Like they're like they're they're truly funny. Exactly. Date night a little more in an absurd way. Mr. Yeah. Tillman is like truly hilarious. It is. And I think maybe one of the biggest accomplishments of this album that we've never talked about before is it keeps me loving Father John Misty and excited for more albums. Like if he put out another one next year, I wouldn't have Father John Misty fatigue. I'd no, be like, I, yes, give me more. Yeah. And I that's a really either. good sign. Because I think if you've put out three albums in three years you have a chance of being fatigued by that artist or four years yeah whatever it is whatever it's, it is but i i want more so yeah i think he he sort of zigged when others might have thought he'd zag yeah. like he didn't he didn't go all in on the pure comedy move yep. he this album is not by any stretch in my opinion a recreation of honey bear right um, it's no. kind of an, it's a, it almost feels like a greatest hits. It, it, it feels like, uh, each of the sounds he's yeah. kind of gone for in each album. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, how damn came across for Kendrick. Right, exactly. Where it's like, it, okay, you get a sampling of Kendrick or in this case, Josh Tillman yep. doing sort of all the things they can do. Yep. Like, you know, it's him waxing poetic about the foibles of humanity. Yep. Tim singing about his relationship and how that's progressing. 
Um, and then there's like some of the funny, truly absurdist, like I'm out on a week long bender. Yes. Doing fucking peyote right. with like strangers. <laughs> right. With reptilian strangers. Yeah, yeah. right. Awesome album. Uh, so you had that at number two. So it's up to your number okay, two. Okay, my number two, Jake. Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Base, Hotel oh. and Casino. So I had an, oh. an amazing run. If you know, you know. Uh, I had an amazing run with this album uh, in May when it came out. I will forever associate this with driving to and from uh, New York, uh, dealing with some family stuff during that time. So that's always going to kind of have a... It's going to be one of those time and place albums where it's like, I remember... Exact, I'm going to like picture the stretch of road I was on when I always heard four out of five or whatever. Yeah. And that has actually made it difficult to go back and listen to. Right. And to even listen to individual tracks from it, really. It's it's going to be one of my favorite albums of the year. I just might not listen to it much the rest of the year. That has sort of been my experience, too. And I think, except not all the personal stuff, although it was a weird way for it to have come out because we because of the stuff you were going through the family stuff and that you're describing we didn't talk about this for like a whole week yeah and usually if an arctic monkeys album comes out like that's shit that jake and sean are going to talk about right they're gonna be like texting about it but we, i think we it's hadn't. good we had that time because this is an album that requires time to really digest and understand what it is and this sounds nerdy and and self-congratulating but i don't give a fuck like i when we finally did text about it and I found out that you also really liked yeah. it. That was a big moment. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. I was excited. I was like, ooh, I hope like other yeah. people who like this band like this as much as I do. And I'm not out on like a ledge by myself, like trying to convince people that this album's also good. It feels like everyone has like come around on this though. Yeah, you, you didn't have to convince me. It, like it, I referenced earlier, it was my number four. Um, and again, like I. Alex Turner kind of has me. It seems like he lost yeah. some people at Suck It and See. He didn't lose me. Oh, no. And in fact, like these sort of weirder sidebar, other explore yes. explorations he's doing are really interesting to me. And again, this album, I just had such a good time listening to it. Yes. It was so fucking funny and weird and, and, and quirky. But also because of that, I think... So one of the criticisms I think was like, oh, it's, it's short on melody. Which in a way it is, but... There's still melody there. Um, I think because the songs are what they are, that also makes it a little bit hard to yeah. go back and listen to casually. When he's not playing off of pop chord progressions no, in a lot yeah. of cases, he's pl they're doing weird things musically. And so I've heard like a criticism of, of the opening track, Star Treatment. Which is, I, I fucking love that song. I love Star Treatment. And I think that you really only could love it or hate it. Yes. Because... The, the the knock on that song, which I understand but disagree with, is like it's just him like talking like this, right? Over fucking la -de -de, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yes, it, it, yes. it is, but it's like if you like Alex Turner and you're here for that, right. you're here for that. And like I was, I, I was down for that shit, and yes. I was like you know all in on that. Yes. And and like did you did you watch the uh, the 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 HBO thing the courtside of the NBA finals? No, I didn't. It's worth a watch. The last scene features the ultra cheese. No way. Without vocals. It's it's just oh. a, and it works really well. That's very interesting. As a backing track. That's this, very this, like, interesting. sort of the piano yeah. and the dun, 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 That's dun, cool. Ding 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 that like very echoey cool. guitar solo. Huh. Yeah. This is a great album. It is. Uh number 1 for me. Yes. Favorite album, uh, first half of 2018, is Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour. Yes, um, yes. I 
I haven't had a run with an album like this, Sean, in in a very very long. This time. makes me like really happy to hear it. Like, dude, I and, and and I'll say like on a personal note, what made it more special was, um, my girlfriend Mary Kate, yes. who I've referenced on the podcast before. She has gotten down with this album in like that fully. Helps. That helps and yep. loves it. And like, if I'm not listening to it, she'll yep. like have it on in her car. Yeah, it has taken literally until the last two three weeks for me to like kind of not want to listen to it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Like this would be if I had it on record, I would have like burned a hole through the <laughs> right, record. Right, right, right. The first couple months I had it, there was something about it, something about like the way she writes lyrics that are they're a little obscure but they're also tied into nostalgia and, mm. and emotion and mm-hmm. like a lot about empathy and the way she hears music i relate to a lot of the shit she's singing about yeah. um and like there's also mixed in like velvet elvis high horse those songs are really fun but like the like the first six seven tracks on here um slow burn lonely weekend into butterflies, mm, butterflies oh what a world yeah. Um, and then Mother into Love is a Wild Thing. I might have skipped one. That run of songs for me is fucking... Yes. Like, I, it, it was like my favorite thing to listen to all year. Yes. That yes. first run of songs. The second half is great. There's a yep. lot of good stuff on the second half. But that first half of this Casey Musgraves album, for me, from like the first or second listen, I was just like, oh, I, I love this. It's interesting you describe your favorite album of the year so far that way because that's exactly how i feel about mine although it couldn't be like more different it's push a tease daytona yeah i i all of those things you're saying about how you don't want to stop listening about how like there's just little things about it like especially that first run of songs i could listen to if you know you know the games we play into hard piano forever on repeat i know almost all the words to those songs now I rap them to myself in the car like a fucking nerd. That's awesome. The Kanye production's amazing. That Rick Ross verse on hard piano. You mentioned the way Pusha T raps. It's just, I have not stopped listening to this album. It's only seven songs. It's only 22 minutes, whatever it is. I don't care. I listen to this at least once a day. Some of the songs more. I fucking love it. It took me a while. I was like, oh, you know, no, I think my favorite album is going to be like Father John or Arctic Monkeys or something like that. The past week or two, I've been on such a Daytona kick. I'm like, well, no other album has stayed with me as long as this one has this year. Yeah. I think it's just my album of the year. And it is so I, far right now. I love that pick um, and ranked very high for me as well. Uh, I, I agree. And I, I, on, I only agree more with each listen that I have to the Pusha T album. To me, that album is the only one from this year where I feel like in five or ten years, I will be like, that was like a classic from that year. Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. You know, and not, not to say that like Father John Misty, Arctic Monkeys, is those are more of like, I love these artists, so I'm going to kind of love these no matter what. Right. Wherein maybe the wider culture isn't going to be like, oh, those were classics. I think people are going to remember like Daytona as like... Yeah, that was I gotta a say, moment. I gotta say, man, I think it is really interesting that we both have a number one artist on our list who, if you told me in January, halfway through the year, Jake, your favorite album is going to be by Casey Musgrave, Sean's going to be by Pusha T. <laughs> right? I know. I, man, this is this is the tale of the tape with this year. Yeah. It feels like such a wild, you know, topsy-turvy year in terms of our personal lives, in terms of the wider world. Yeah. Um, the way we've listened to music, it is so fitting that 
there's these what would be considered random artists and albums ranking at our number one spot. And, and the stuff you said about the Push album, I haven't said much about Casey since it came out. Right. All I remember is that when it came out, the next podcast, I said it's my favorite album of the year. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And then I just dropped it. Because yep. I didn't, the last thing I wanted to do was beat the drum too loud yeah, and yeah, ruin yeah, it for yeah, anyone yeah. else. Yep. Yep. Because it's annoying to do that, yep. I think. And so I just, I wanted to leave it alone, let it just be my thing. Yep. And just enjoy it. And I'm at the same place, man, like where I listen to it, I know like every word. Yeah. I, and like, it's something that Mary Kate and I get to sing together on car rides. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it means a lot to me. It's become an album that it, it, it really is going to be a big time, time and place. When yes. I think about this apartment, yes. when I think about this time of my life. That, that's what Daytona is going to be as well. Cause to your point, I've also showed this to Brittany and she likes it too. Yeah. And I reference lines from it all the time yeah, that are like know. silly. Like, uh, if you know about the carport, because we looked at an apartment the that had, that had a, to be awkward. we looked at an apartment that had a carport, and I was like, we need to get this place just so I can say that the entire time we lived there. It fell through, but there, still, there is no one I know, no one who likes to reference rap lyrics in like, half jest as much as you do. Like one, it's awesome that doesn't make sense for whatever context. Like I think I sent you one. Uh, I was in my pool. I sent you a Snapchat. That was just I, I sh- that was just if you know you know about the carport. That's it. Yeah, just right. about my pool. You know. And there was the one about like was it ballers and something. Oh, um, yeah, brick layers and ball shorts. Yes. Coaching from the side of the ball courts. <laughs> yeah. I brought the tennis balls for the wrong sport or yeah. whatever it is. Yes, that part's yes, awesome. Exactly. I I love that pick from you, and I love that album. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that that and Kids See Ghosts are, are awesome. Yep. I really, really like both records. Um, I like this list in general from both. I both do, too. I think, I think it was it, filled with some surprises. This is, I think, the most, in a way, true-to-ourselves list we've ever had. Because we didn't check it off. We didn't bounce right. things off each right. other as much. Right, exactly. And I knew that coming in. I yeah. was like, there's shit on here that, like... I know for a that fact. That I haven't even listened to. And, may, say, and like It may as well be true for yours yeah. too because like for example that li- the one... Uh, Spirit Night. Spirit Night. Yeah. I've listened to it like twice. Right. But I, I legitimately don't remember right. it. Right. Exactly. So like... And I hope for anyone listening that there's some stuff on here you maybe haven't heard or... Yeah. Or didn't want to listen to that maybe we've convinced you otherwise. So yeah. Uh, a surprise year. A weird year 2018 so far. For so many incredibly, reasons, incredibly both, weird, both personally and in terms of how this yeah. is shaking out so far, it's not yeah. what I would have expected, and the music we're getting is not what I would have expected. No, it, and I wanted to bring this up earlier. Does it feel like the larger state of the world, politics, culture in America specifically, um, is influencing music in a way where it's like people are just kind of confused and like yeah. I think. It's translating to like sort of messier music that like yeah even even Father John Misty who has everything to say about the world all the time is like well shit man what else what more can I say seriously yeah he like dude, like what else can I do and he's like pure, pure comedy you know didn't change anyone's mind on like anything detaching from entertainment at all if anything we're more dug in on that and it's so. making Alex Turner do weird yeah, shit that you thought right, you'd never see out right, of him right. It's an interesting year, dude, and it's been. It's. I mean, I think that like I agree with what you said about it not being an, an especially strong year, but there are some albums I have really f- like firm connections with. Same. 
Casey may, being the most maybe more stronger connections than maybe I've had in years past because of all the weirdness. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's like for me, like they might not be as good, but my emotional connection to them is stronger somehow, which maybe in the long run is going to make me like like them more. Yeah, and there's something like like with you having Pusha T at number one, I think that's a surprise to anyone, probably a surprise to you. Yeah. For me, the fact that in my top three I have Parquet Courts and Casey Musgraves. That, yeah, that's wild. I wouldn't have seen that coming. No, definitely not. Not when they, those albums no. came out. Not when I first listened to those albums. You know, it took until, I like, well, with Casey it was more immediate. It was like, probably I listened to. With Parquet Courts, it was like, listen five or six. It was like, huh, I kind of keep listening to this, don't right, I? Right, right. It was one of those ones where, like, I at first I didn't even want to admit it. Right. To myself for some reason where I was like, <laughs> right. do I even like, do I like this as much as <laughs> right. I do? Right. Is it confusing? Because it's like, if it was Arctic Monkeys, you wouldn't be questioning. You'd be leaning in. You'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I love this. But and, with this out, you're like, oh, and, am and, I allowed to love this as much as I do? And that's ultimately why I put it at three with Arctic Monkeys at yeah. four was because this album had so much more to overcome. Exactly. Arctic exactly. Monkeys had nothing to fucking exactly. prove to me. Exactly. They came out with what is probably in the bottom half of their albums, mm -hmm. and it's still in my top five. Yep. Like, they're not going to lose. And I was like, Parquet Courts is a band that has had to work a lot for yes. anything. That makes a lot of sense. And I've had a really strong connection with this album. I've listened to it just as much as that Arctic Monkeys record. Yeah. Like, why not put it put it in there? 100%. So. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's awesome. I, I, I like both of our lists a lot. Um, let's wrap up. Quick release radar. I know we have Drake, Scorpion coming out. And then um, this other one, this other artist, Let's Eat Grandma, is coming out. It's kind of like this dance pop outfit. Um, I like calling groups or artists an outfit. Outfits. How do you feel about group? Like, just like, the, the or, or act. I like act. Act I is don't funny. love group. Group I, feels like um, you're undercutting like the art they're making, y right? Yeah, like it's this orchestrated like pop group, you know. Uh, so True. those two are coming out. I'm not sure of any others that are on the radar, but those are the two on mine. I guarantee you that Let's Eat Grandma album gets uh, a best new music on Pitchfork. Really, I I have not. They've already gotten like three best new tracks. Stereo Gum just gave it album of the week. Um, I listened to a couple of those songs. In that uh, from that quarter one pitchwork playlist, they were they were good. I didn't love them. Hmm. They didn't end up on my like best tracks list. Yeah, I, I to so, be honest with you, I must not be very. I in, don't know. In, I think this is. I think we're we're looking down the barrel, Jake, at like one of these critics oh. critics albums. We also you know? have coming out June 29th, because uh, this is we're doing this on a Tuesday, yeah. sort of rarely. Um, we also have this week coming out a new Gorillaz album. Oh, won't be listening. A new album by Jim James. Won't be listening. And a new Florence and the Machine. Oh, that's right. New Florence. I will listen to that. I love Florence Highest and the Hope. Machine. Yeah. Also, Ray Davies, formerly of the Kinks, is putting out an album called Our Country, Americana Act 2. Oh, well, that's, so a, sound, that's appointment listening. So it sounds like a place to jump in. <laughs> With, with Ray Davies. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Uh, anything else from you, Jake? Favorite uh, th Three favorite songs, if you could pick. Um, Off the top of my head, I have Believe, Amen Dunes, Hard Piano, Pusha T, uh, Sober to Death, Car Seat Headrest. Probably, There's other ones I'm missing, but those are three that stand out. Top of my head, Love is a Wild Thing by Casey. Um, I would have probably like... Maybe... Probably believe by Emin Dunes as well, and like maybe let's see, mm, 
How about from that, uh, maybe Arctic Monkeys, maybe like Star Treatment or yeah. something. That or like maybe like uh, Please Don't Die yep. from Father John. Yep. Something like that. Yep, nice. That would be like roughly there. Yeah, yep. that's cool. Very nice. Uh, well, we will be back to break down some of these new records that come out this week. Jake, Jake we have more Drake talk coming. I feel like we do, we do Drake talk like every other month on the podcast. Every other week feels seriously. Like. And we also have a new Kamasi Washington that I've not. I haven't to touched because it's like a two and a half hour jazz it's, record that I haven't been in the mood or had time to listen. It's to. as long as the epic. It's supposed to be great. It is. I yeah. will listen. Yeah. I can't say I like have the time for that length right now. No. But I am excited and I respect Kamasi. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. Definitely. It'd be nice if you released more album length EPs. Or yes, I loved. That EP from last year. Me too. That was amazing. Harmony actually, of difference. I actually listened to that like a lot because it was so short. Yeah. It was but sweet. What are you going to do? Uh, well, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Yep. See you in the second half of 2018. Bye. And Sean, I have um, a big news. Okay. Lay it on me. Um, so I can't do the podcast anymore uh, because I've decided I'm going to make a life change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, um, I think it's time to give back mm-hmm. to this country that's given me so much. Mm. Uh, I'm going to join the Space Force. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to see where he goes with this. I just think that <laughs> the Space Force. I think I gotta join the Space Force. You know, it's uh. it's not every day that you have a chance to fight the battles of the future and the final frontier. Um, I, like, there's so much wrong down here. Right. We don't need to fuck things up more in space. Dude. Let alone spend money on it. The world is a fucking parody of itself. We are in like... Things are bad. They're really bad. The world is a parody of itself. Is that just itself. me? Is that just no. my outlook? Because I've had a lot of conversations with people where everyone's like, yeah, like shit's like fucked. It's bad. And um, when I was listening to the way Trump announced the Space Force... I like laughed out loud because mm. he was just like, it's mm-hmm. time for America to dominate in space or something like that. And it's like, dude, what? Dude, that would be like an SNL skit. What are you talking about, man? I, I, I heard mean, that again, too, actually. Again, I'm going to join. <laughs> Serve my country. Like, no, dude. In fact, oh. there's like there's next to nothing about it that that I would ever be interested in doing. No, me neither. I'm. I, are you someone who, if given the chance, would go to space? Um, it would, depends on the context. I would not. If like, would you become a fucking astronaut? Fuck no. If we're, I, I meant like, if you present me some future thing where going to space is as easy as getting on an airplane, absolutely, I would. Would I go we're, to space knowing, like, with our limited capability of doing that now? No. No, I wouldn't. If I knew going to space was as safe as like air travel, right? And you, I could actually go somewhere interesting. Like, you know, what would be cool is if they did like really, really safe trips to the moon. That would be amazing. Oh, I would do that. Honestly, dude, like that, it scares me though. Like, what you, people don't even realize is like even on trips to the moon or trips up, like that. 
You just fucking die. It's so I'd taxing be, on your body. I'd be terrified. I would too. To go through that whole process. Like, I get a little nervous before every flight. Not that nervous. Right. On the nerve right. scale. At this point, like, right. when I was a kid, it was probably a 6 out of 10. Now, right. I get, like, probably at the most a 3. Like, a little nervous. Yeah, a little sure, nervous before sure. a flight. I, before, I'd be a 10 out of 10. Before I, I would too. A space I'd be mission. shitting my space suit. And... <laughs> I would do. <laughs> I would spit. I would. And like, dude. If although if I but but here's the thing. If I join the space force, right, I will be. Um, oh my gain was like cranked. Ooh. Um, if I join the space force, Sean, I'll, they'll just beat that out of me. I'll be conditioned to whatever feeling fear is in me. Will just become like an ulcer. Yeah. I'll beat it into now, like, I'll just not acknowledge it. You know, the one good thing about this, though, Jake, is you would get some kind of cool title because <laughs> space stuff, it, for some reason, is labeled the same as like naval things. Right. Like uh, the ship, like you might be like a frigate captain or <laughs> you might be like a rear admiral or you might be like just like a cadet, you know, like kind of swabbing the poop deck of the spaceship the, from all the nerves of people going. So you'd have one of those cool there, there would like, be for the first naval time. names that doesn't really make sense in space. There would be for the first time in years of military history an actual poop deck. Right. Exa- yeah, exactly. Like, okay, the nerves, if you have to shit, just go over here. Yeah. Jake will take care of it. The G-forces will, like, crush your organs right. if you're not careful. Right. And, like, like dude... <laughs> the the was it in reaction to anything? No, no. I I think what this was is Trump is constantly trying to bury other news stories that come out every day. So he's just he's either like okay, I'm gonna. He had Space Force waiting in his back pocket for a while, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna drop that. But the thing is, the news and the shit he does move so fast now. There's no time to. To care about like the distractions or the real shit, we're all just like, "What's next, dude?" The, There's something new every week, every day. Yeah, and it's all pretty bad. And like, like, dude, the border shit is already like kind of faded. It's like still there's still conversations, but it's the fervor is not as much as it was like a week ago. And what the solution he came up with is not a permanent solution. No, because no, no, there needs to be a final solution, Jake. Because in like three <laughs> weeks. They're going fucked. Because, like, dude, we're like halfway there. Dude, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it, it is starting to feel like that because it's yes. like he is just placating people by riling them up with, like, like the, with exciting news, like the space force. Or getting them mad about, like, culture war stuff. What are we going to do with the fucking space force? What's dude, the well, use? Jake, we got to keep the military industrial complex churning you know that's the cornerstone of capitalism so if we don't have that what do we have hard-working people jobs jobs the economy jobs space force values and dude like it's the the idea of values next to that is so fucking bastardized that's what kills me about the far right is there like just the right just the right because they're all fucking cowards yeah is there like oh family values like but family values are just treading upon other people. And like Correct. if you're at far right and you're like, don't tread on me, don't tread on my rights. You, dude, conservatism is exactly the opposite of what they say it is. It is. 
It it's truly is. Treading on anyone. It's, it's it's always bordered on fascism, and now it like just is in a way. It's the be it's the seeds of fascism. It's really scary. It, yeah, I know. And like I was having this conversation with uh, somebody at a party we were at uh, with Bill, and yeah. we had like a, a really good conversation. I was like, "Look, man," I was like, "We had this conversation last time we were at McGregor. I was like, shit feels bad." And last time we were like, well, what can we do? Maybe we'll get involved with local government. Both of us joked. We were like, yeah. Uh, the next day I was like, I'm definitely not doing that. We both said that. And then we had this conversation again. I was like, we know stuff's bad. We know that like there's not a lot we can do. And we know shit's falling down around us. But like we're still not doing anything about it. And I don't know how. And I think that's like kind of the way this shit happens. It does feel sort of impossible to stem the tide of it because you hope, especially with like the rise of Trump and Trumpian politics, at every phase, people have just sort of laughed it off. Even right. now, people right. are still like laughing it off. because It doesn't like, affect us yet. It's so crazy. Right. He's so wacky. Right. And you know what the problem is too, dude? Like sometimes he is funny. He is. The way he talks, dude. That's what kills me. It's going like, to be great. It's going to be the greatest. Sometimes he says shit. I I laugh. I literally laugh out loud at the shit he says. I do too because it's so patently offensive. <laughs> I know. I know. And ignorant. I Intentionally know. ignorant. And he's so clearly talking out of his ass at all times. And people love it. They do. Yeah. Do the people who love it like? I know that some of them are just fucking dumb. I know that. Yeah. 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 Is there some subsection of it of people who are like? They're like the I just want to see the world burn type of people. Is there? I think there is, but I think it's less than you think. And is there also some subsection of it of people who are like he says it like it is and is like funny and doesn't take it too seriously? That's another. I like that about him. There's also the people, and these people are complicit. These are like my my parents who are like you know I don't like everything he says. I don't think you know I don't think he's a great guy, but he's getting stuff done. It's like no, he's not. Or if he is, it's bad shit. (laughs) And they're. Too bamboozled and brainwashed by the state TV that is Fox News to think differently. Dude, how about Jack O on the Simmons pod? I haven't gotten there yet. Dude, he said what you said. He He's a Republican, lifelong Republican. He called Fox News state TV. Did he really? Yeah. Good, good, Referring good, to the how, how much they're Yeah, I haven't just... gotten there yet. I mean, I'm excited to hear. He's they're... one of those never-Trump Republicans. Yeah. But is still, I, I always take him, I'm like, dude, I don't like you as much as I like could. Because I know you're like this well-to-do asshole Republican. And like... I don't care that you're never Trump. You're like still kind of complicit. And people who are like, I'm only a fiscal conservative. That's bullshit to Fuck me. Fuck you. Because it's like, dude... You're getting on board with a platform. That's yep. It's a failing of the two-party system. But yep. you have to know what comes along with that. And... To write off and just be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fiscal conservative. It's like, well, that goes to like social conservatism too. Because what you're saying is you're like, my money is more important to just me than like the welfare of the common person. Yeah. Right. Which turns into a bunch of different social issues. So that's a bullshit cop out. And but I people don't give a fuck, man. don't people, like when people say that. People don't give a fuck, dude. People are, 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 are selfish. Right. People are selfish. Right. Right. Like, that's what kills me is like about, and again, man, like I, I, there are good people, many good people in the world who are Republicans. So I don't, it, it's an oversimplification, but 
to me, it's always struck me as like the platform is inherently fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, it's 100% based on I want to keep my money. I'm better than you. So right. I deserve a bigger piece of the pie and more rights, basically. The, the immigration thing in particular kills me, dude, because like the and we've talked about this before. The idea that you somehow deserve to live in a country where you can have basic human rights. Right. And like food, decency, yep. the right to vote, equality, whatever, all that shit. Because you were lucky enough to be born here and someone who fought tooth and nail to mm-hmm. get here and worked their way up the fucking ladder and probably did shit under the radar, under the table, mm-hmm. and just fought every step of the way. The idea that like my fucking lucky ass that got born in Manchester, New Hampshire and has literally never left mm-hmm. and lives among all white people mm-hmm. the idea that i deserve to live here mm. is 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 fucking horseshit i'll tell you what it is jake the people who think that who think the opposite of you are just racist they are racist and they'll never admit it and they don't even know that they are but it that's what modern day racism is yeah, is conservatism when it's like it's rooted in something further than racism, it's like it's rooted just in fear of other. It's just it's rooted. Well, in, yeah, 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 right, right, in right. Just, in right. just the fear of someone having shit that I want. Yes, in or or taking something away from me that I once had or could have. And you know how I know that, dude? Because I've had those fears too. Yeah, like that's how you know that's what the core of it. Because yeah. like you, like I, I think about. The idea of living in a third world country where I'm uncomfortable all the time, mm-hmm. I don't have access to water, I'm poor as shit, I'm emaciated, mm-hmm. and it's like war torn and stuff. And my mind immediately goes to like, what? Like that can never happen to me. Right. And it's scary that that right. could happen to me. And that's what. Right. But like, dude, that happens to people all over the fucking yes, world. It does. Yeah. Why do we deserve to be comfortable? We don't. We don't, especially... We're the fucking problem. <laughs> we are. We are. We're Because we're living this cushy life on the backs of all those other people. Right, we're dude. We're really fucked up. Just because we were born in, in a country that has decided, like, hey, you know what? Rest of the world, like, we own your ass. Right. We just run shit. I don't I We're don't bullies like and fucking villains, yeah, man. We really are. We are, vil- we are the villains in the story. That really, really kills me. Yeah. That bums me out. You should watch um, that Oliver Stone documentary, Untold History of the United States. Yeah. It is really good. I got to the Reagan era before. Fuck that dude for life. Yeah. I'm glad he's dead. I hope his body rots and is eaten that bad, by... Huh? That dude caused so much chaos, mayhem, and like true genocide in South and Central America... Like honestly, he sowed the seeds of the modern day yeah. Republican Party and platform, and people put him up on a fucking pedestal. When in reality, that guy's like the devil incarnate. Fuck that dude. Yeah, yeah. And my dad's like Reagan's one of the best presidents we ever had. No, fuck him. Fuck that. Yeah, he he is put on a pedestal. People love Reagan, man. And like, frankly, started the war on drugs during yeah. the Reagan era. The, the war on drugs is is another thing that is. Flat out racist. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, yep, yep. And pe- the, the, what kills me is like sometimes it seems like people, not seems like, people don't understand systemic racism or systemic. No, poverty. they can't get their mind around it. I try. I've tried so many times to explain it to my dad, and he like refuses to. I think he like gets it, 
but he doesn't want to like admit that he does or admit that the way he's thought is wrong and just brings up like bullshit instead. I'm just like, you're smarter than this. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. And again, it's the fear of like, oh, this is my world has order. Yeah. And I've always seen these others as like lazy or not as good as me or less deserving. So to kind of keep telling yourself that lie and to not have these feelings that we're having right now of like disillusionment with the country you're from and the life that you lead, you kind of have to tell yourself that lie. Well, it really helps to be the hero of your own story. Of course it does. Of course it does. Yeah. You, I don't like necessarily blame the people who are just like, Oh no, like I'm, I'm, I'm the good guy. Well, like everyone, any way you do it, you'll spin it to make yourself feel better. Like we're doing it right now. We're like, oh, well, we recognize how fucked yeah. this is and we're not doing a thing about no, it. No, all we do is benefit from it. Right, right. I just sit here in my fucking comfortable apartment. Right. And I watch this stuff and I get riled up and I say shit like this, but I'm not doing anything to help. No. Nothing. Zero. No. Except voting. Which, like, may as well not count. All those elections, like, bought and sold before, like, it even starts, you know? <laughs> like, like, fucking, I tweeted this last week. Michael Bloomberg's, like... He's like, I'm going to pledge $80 million to Democratic candidates in the midterm so we take back the the House. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's awesome that Democrats are getting this money, but it's really fucked up that one person can just decide I'm going to have this much influence on an election. It is fucked up. That's like a broken fucking system. Yeah, money corrupts the whole thing. And like, I mean, again, like... I I'm not gonna get on my like the the Bernie thing, but it's like he probably wouldn't have won the Democratic primary, but he the DNC certainly did him, him no favors. Him over. Right, right. It it is a it's like a rigged system. Yeah. But you and you know what, dude? The thing that kills me is like some people, even left leaning, like the Bernie to Trump people, yeah. who, who just wanted to see proof that an outsider could right. win. It's like, sure, Trump is an outsider. Trump also had all the money in the fucking right. world. Right, right, right. He's not some fucking peanut farmer. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? Who's like, yes. calls it like it is. Right, And isn't right. politically correct. I he's wouldn't a, want to vote for that guy either. Right, he's a fucking millionaire. Right. Like, he's not some salt of the earth dude. Right. He doesn't give a shit Those about Those types you. of people could never, ever become president. No. And that's... Jimmy that's, Carter was the last one who, like, kind of and, did. And we're, we're gone from any time or era where that's possible anymore. <laughs> I would. I just don't. It baffles me, dude, that people think Trump has anything resembling interests of other people in mind. Oh my God! Yeah, it, it's so obvious he's in it for himself and just power in general. <laughs> he's the fucking madman. Yeah, yeah, I know. God, I hope he does not get reelected. Don't you think he's going to? I I'm starting to get a bad feeling. He just will. Me too. Me too. Which is fucked, but. Fuck. I don't know, man. That- I, this whole time I've kind of been like, well, like four years. And the other day I accidentally, I was talking about it and I was like, well, just like in eight years when he's out. Right. It was well, less than eight. I think we're I mean. also mentally prepping ourselves. Yeah. Because. It's like when you get a I pet. didn't really mentally prep for the fact he could be the first time when he won. And I was like, honestly, I was fucking shocked. I was like dumbstruck by that. I was pretty dumbstruck too. Especially as the night went on. It felt so surreal. And that that's a lasting memory of our yeah. time living together at McGregor. It's yeah. like we just one by one, we all gathered in the fucking living room, popped on the election, and one by one just conceded and went to bed. 
knowing that like okay so for at least four years things are gonna this fucking dimwit this fucking (laughs) self-aggrandizing monster who is just like abhorrent in every possible way mistreats women doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself is gonna be president Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And like, dude, that's what America fucking deserves. Oh, it does. Yeah, is this dude as president? Yeah. Because you know what it's Donald true. Trump is? Is he's the most warped version of what America can be. Yes, yes, this, you're absolutely this just right. like just celebrity and yep. money yep. and wealth yep. and fucking popularity is all that matters. Popularity, power, wealth, fame. Yeah, yeah, and, and we do deserve it. And a a small, small part of me, small. Hopes that like this is actually it for the, the the empire, and this is the whole reason it it fucking toppled. Although, like I said, every election and decision we've made the last hundred years has led us to this point. So you can't pin it all on one. You can be like, well, you can go back to Reagan and what he was doing in the eighties. You can go back to both the Bushes. You can even say Clinton and Obama. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, like they've done can. a lot of bad shit themselves. They certainly have. So and and like, dude, Trump though doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. Most of I the know time. that that's the yeah. Like, dude, he he. At, at least like those other guys, Bush included, I thought were at least they were like competent. Yeah. This, this is like a whole different level. Like the other day when Trump was like. You know, the Democrats control this law. There's no fucking law, dude. They're, they aren't in control of anything. No, this is like all you. You're in control. Right. What are you fucking talking about? Right. Like, he didn't... I don't think he knew. I don't think he knows how, like, laws are passed. I don't think he knows how, like, the House and the Senate work. He doesn't. Dude. And, like, I'm not saying I'm some expert. I right. have a general idea. Right. I try to keep up with it. There's intricacies that elude me. Yeah. But I just don't get the sense he fucking cares I, I, to know. Whatever. No, I, he doesn't. He I, doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. It's just fucking scary, dude. It's, um, it, that's been, you know, this last year, I feel like, has been hard, it feels like, for almost everybody in some way. Even if, like, you're well off and your your life is actually easy, I think it's still been kind of hard for everybody. It's been fucking bizarre. And that is a, that's like a chunk of it. I think that just casts a shadow over everything. You know? Yeah, man. Like, so, like, I was talking in therapy about the fact that I was like, I have this just this foreboding sense that nothing's fucking real. I just always yeah, I worry right. that nothing's real, and it really scares me all the time. And he was like, "Well, I can't imagine like the political like, things that are going on in the world are helping that because no. they border on the absurd." I was yeah. like, "Yes, thank you." Yes, it like doesn't help. Life feels like a fucking farce. Yes, it does. Like, yes, like especially when. You go back and watch old movies or TV shows and there's references to like Trump or they show like Trump Tower or something. It fucks with me. Like in uh, Ocean's Eleven, there was the Trump like hotel or whatever in Vegas. And I was like, "Uh, that's too weird. Or in The Office, like when Michael has his Trump books. Yeah. It's like that's how far we've come. Trump used to be this like sort of love him, hate him. Either way, he's not that dangerous, sort of laughing stock. Right. Like, he's funny because he's such a dick right. guy. Right, right, right. But right. he poses no real Like threat. a real-life Gordon Gecko almost, from I, Wall Street. I've like, never seen Wall Street. Like, greed is good. Like, yeah. that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It, 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 again, we could go round and round. We could. 
all night okay. about it. It, it. It's upsetting. Let's do some album talk. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This is going to be good. This will be good. Uh, three, two, one.